again for your presence. Thank you, Lord, for hearing our prayers. Thank you, Lord, for that you are going to answer all our prayers. You are a prayer hearing and a prayer answering God. We thank you. Lord, even in this time, as you are going to speak to us, give us the attentive ears to hear your word. And also, Lord, help us to understand and receive your word as you want us to be in all things. We will glorify you and by receiving your blessings. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Praise the Lord. Once again, it's my privilege to greet each and every one of you, and it's my privilege to share God's word in the midst of you. I'm sorry for the projector is not available, and uh, you will get it in the coming days. The topic which I chosen today is overcoming obstacles. Why I chosen this? Our Christian life on this earth is like a running race. And uh, whether you believe it or not or accept it or not, so all of us are called as an athlete to run a race. How many of you believe it? Not 100% of you accepting it. But if you don't know or if you don't believe it, I will give you references. Open your Bibles. Hebrews 12.1. And it is all confirmation for those who believe it. Why you believe and accept but you are and as you are an athlete on this earth. Hebrews 12.1 says, Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which is easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Why we should run? And how you should run. It is there. Everyone has to run. Some people go fast. Some people go slow. Whatever it is. You may walk. Of course it is a walk. A spiritual walk. But we are all called to run. And also 1 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 24. If you do not know, Paul is asking Corinthian church. Do you not know... That those who run in a race all run, but only one receives the prize. So that what he says, run in such a way that you may win. Right? Is it about you? Hello? You are all accepted that you are called to run, is it? Yeah. For Paul exalts us here, we should run. As we win the prize. He is not only telling to others. He tells about himself. What he says about it. Philippians 3.14. Philippians 3.14. I press on towards the goal. For the prize. Of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. He is telling about himself. He press on. Towards the goal of the prize. 
Further he says, when he is writing to Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 7. 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 7. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. And I have kept the faith. Confirmation. Concluded. So he is not telling something to churches or individuals or as a believers. He already ran and he said he finished it. So he is exalting and encouraging every one of us to have the race, continue our race. And also in Galatians, what is the lesson for us here to learn? Galatians chapter 5, verses 7 and 8. Galatians chapter 5, verses 7 and 8. You ran well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? This persuasion does not come from him who calls you. So that means about his teaching. What he says, there are hindrances. It is not easy to run. That's why always we used to tell, knowing Christ is easy. Preaching Christ is easy, even though it is easy, we don't do that. That is another issue. But following Christ is not so easy. So that's why people used to take us, everything is granted, and accepting Christ, and they do not follow properly. And that is why even in this, with this example, we are going to say, what are the obstacles? The, the, what the Paul says here, who hindered you from obeying the truth? When you go on that, it is within us. It is we, our flesh. And through that, that become an hindrance. What, what are the things become an hindrance or as an obstacles? How we have to overcome those things to have a good fight or have a good race or to win the race, run the race and win the prize? How it is. So that's why I gave a couple of prayers. There are many more. Just I've chosen very few. So these scriptures confirms that we are all called as an athletes to have a race in a Christian life. If you are a believer, accepted Christ, that you are to run. All of us, we have started, I believe it. If you believe it, say amen to that. It not sounds well because you have a doubt. I sense. Since your, sound, your confirmation is not so bold enough, you have a doubt. Something is pulling you. Let us see what is pulling you. So every person is one of these two. One is they should be a confirmer or they should be a transformer. Confirmer is fascinated by the pressures without. Transformer is your change through the powers within. So, how do we make out? Very true. The way we praise and worship God can make a big difference whether we are a conformer or if we are a transformer. Do you believe it? The way you worship, it makes the sense. It helps us 
to understand whether you are a conformer or a transformer how many i don't know how many of you understood this how can you make out transformer will not worry about anything he just by his praising we will make out he is nothing and he is free he was set free he is having a life is challenging and he is glorifying god he has come here to worship but when you have as a if you are a conformer it will be known by others because you will be standing there physically your mind is not here your thoughts will somewhere arounding miles hundreds of or thousands of miles away you may be thinking you are absence with the absence of your mind you will be just come and just standing here filling the place i'm sorry to say that some people are like that i cannot blame it but that is your situation that is your, you have that kind of pressure in your life something is pulling you they are not letting you who is the reason for that you yourself your selfishness your fleshy action uh, actions so that pulls you that binds you let us see so understand this how do you make out whether you are a conformer or a transformer the way of your worshiping we have come here to worship god with all freedom and the liberty you know in how many countries people they don't have this kind of freedom every time they even in those countries they should worship god with all fear but in that country itself they have a macos churches and they are worshiping with all freedom but we even god has blessed us with every uh, blessings and uh, we have come and take it worship as casual if you are that person today god is going to speak to you and set you free amen, amen. today we will learn how to overcome obstacles and become a stronger person in our life in our christian walk or our christian living james let us turn to james chapter 4 i will read few verses three verses or four verses james chapter 4 where do wars and fights come from among you do they not come from your desires of pleasure that war in your members you lust and do not have you murder and covet and cannot obtain you fight and war yet you do not have because you do not ask see how very simply it is concluded you do not ask further he says you ask why you ask and do not receive because you ask a miss that you may spend it on your pleasure that is that means you are asking god some of you first of all you don't ask some of you ask with the wrong motives even fourth word what do you say if you are a, such a person adulterers and adulterers says 
do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with god whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy to god even though that what is that what does it mean even though we are born again we are accepted christ we say that we are not belongs to this world still as we live in this world we think that they are the world is pulling us keep keeping us our heart is there with the world in short our heart should be our life should be not belongs to this world we are belongs to god still our hearts are there and we have a fleshy nature continually that separates us that's not allowing us to pray with the right motive so our desire and our motives and our in our words everything should be spiritual as you are a spiritual child of god that's what he says so if you go on through that you will come to know the whole thing what god is mentioning over there so the first of all what i want to say the first obstacle for every believer must be overcome is fear or worries you may say or think that i never used to fear i never used to worry is there anybody there is there anybody there in the bible you know bible says in the king james version there are 29 instances mention the praise mention be not afraid the new american standard version it includes do not fear for 57 times but the theologians all together what they say is and uh, in every phrase fear not is there for 365 times the whole bible so in that case whether you are, if you are, if you have if you are fear there is no doubt because the bible is also mentioned that is why for us it is written we should not fear we fear for many things which you are not supposed to but we don't fear to god which we are supposed to fear him so how do we say that so the fear or the worry became a first hindrance for a christian as a believer but what is the remedy uh, first second timothy chapter 1 verse 7 for god has not given us the spirit of fear but of power of love and of sound mind right so fear isolates we lose control feeling of inadequacy feeling of rejection thus fighting needs to be popular so fear will always block our supportiveness or openness so always it blocks when you have a fear of something or in your personal life in your family and in your job or a circumstances whatever is surrounded immediately the fear crisis whatever the champion you are in faith but there that will be tested whether you have faith is true faith or in god and uh, 
or not. 1 John 4.18 says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment, but he who fears has not been made perfect in love. What does it mean? The perfect love cast out fear. What kind of love? We studied in our discipleship training. Those who are completed, you know. Always I used to compare. There is a love we talk about, we learn in the experiencing God classes. That speaks about the koinonia, the new terminology. That is loving God and loving the people. Unconditional. Love God and love the people. That is the commandment, the greatest commandment of all. But here, even in uh, Mind of Christ, we studied about the agape love of God. That is unconditional love of God. And what is expected from us? Why we learn we should have that kind of love. We are loved by him. God wants us to love others like him as he loved us. That's why if you do not have that love, you will have fear. If you have that love, that fear, that love will cast out the fear. That's what the perfect love cast out the fear. Do we have a love of God? Do we have a love for God? Love in his word? Hello? Love in his word. Do you have love to his, in his word? If you have that love, that love will cast out your fear. If you have your fear. Secondly, another big obstacle we face is a competition or a comparative spirit. We are spiritual beings. No doubt about it. Sometimes it happens. We, have, we will have a competition or a comparative spirit. Like what? We look at others. Size of their salary. Size of their home. And no, I cannot say size. Spouse. Educations. <laughs> talents. We wish to be someone else. Some ways, always, it is a human, we think. But as a Christian, it is not supposed to be. We always taking granted, I am also human, I am also human. That is a very lame excuse for every believer. We, believers should not talk about it. You are a believer, means you are a believer. I am a child of God, I am a child of God. That's it. You are different from the world. You are separated from the world. Even though you are in this world, God has given this world, uh, your life to you, as, we are in the, as the promise says, and uh, the life is to live for him, but to prepare yourself for the eternal life, not to compromise with this world. So if you say that I am also a human being, that is you are a compromise. You are not a transformed person. So, 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 12 says, We dare not class ourselves or compare ourselves with those who command themselves. 
but they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise if you are such a person comparing yourself with somebody you are not wise roman 12:16 says be of the same mind towards one another do not set up your mind on i things but associate with the humble do not be wise in the same scripture do not be wise in your own opinion so we think that we are smart we are wise enough we lean on our own understanding or our own wisdom but let us not compare since because the the time is very short i cannot give any example or illustration for everything there are there are plenty of examples out there for that why we should not look up if your god has brought you here and given you a job and this is the situation even if you are a same qualified the same you both studied there are there are examples in this land even the two of them studied together from the high school to the college and the university and they are working in the different company one person getting a 200 real another person getting a even 1000 real it is possible it is the nature of the company who came and you also accepted you signed for that job and you came and other person got other say so you cannot grumble you cannot look at that person and saying that oh i am also we studied from this school to university the same college but that person is getting this much i am getting this much no what does god has appointed to you it is to you so compare yourself if you are working in a in a, in a office in a, under the uh, air condition think about the person who is standing at working in the road streets what is their salary 30 real to 60 real he is also having why has come just for this stomach he has also family he has his fam- fam- wife he has his children but he is support you to that family so god has blessed us we should be thankful to him so whenever you have this find kind of competitive spirit comparative spirit or a competitional spirit you will not be happy that will take you a peace so that is not shows you are a liberty or you are free, expecting or living with the all freedom so these are the two of the things what i mentioned is they are the conflicts okay thirdly one of the biggest obstacle faced in the church today is hurt bitterness offended spirit anybody can say that i don't have it of course if you say that thank god for that but there are people i don't speak with that person i don't speak with this person even in a small house in their own house it is possible children not speaking with the parents parents not speaking to the children and their relatives how many parents were left outside because children they don't care and they don't speak it happens in a small house and it also happens in a church but it is not a healthy church if it is so so god has called us together 
we are called that we are the family this is the home it is a, christ is the head we are the members this is the family it is a family of god and there should not be hurt or any bitterness among us or between us if there is an hurt that develops into bitterness that bitterness develops into hatred but you are sinning against god and you cannot maintain that relationship that will spoil yourself so that is a bondage even though you say that god has set you free and you are free from all kinds of bondages but even you have hurt and you have the bitterness with any brother or sister it is not a good healthy church it is a sin and it is a sickness to the church why god cannot perform a great miracle among us but it should not be you because of you matthew 12:10 and then he jesus said and then many will be offended will betray one another and will hate one another that's what jesus said so often bitterness is hidden and deep in our darkness hebrew 12:15 says looking carefully lest anyone fall short of the grace of god lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble and by this many become defiled are you bitter and why you answer for yourself what is the solution forgiveness god has forgiven you so you are commanded you are called to forgive others some people they say i am sorry that means you are forgiven but you are not forgotten it is half of the way it is not complete some people read it okay i will say sorry with very hard take a big tissue. they it take a very long time for them to decide to say sorry at last they will say but in their heart they have not forgotten so that is not a christian attitude you know what is god desire concerning each and every one of us god's desire concerning each and every one of us should all be like his only son jesus christ we should have a mind it is already that's what we studied the mind of christ is in us and it has to be expelled or shown to this world so the god desire is he wants every one of us to become like his son like what for what even though we live in this world as we call that we are the children and of god as he is holy he wants us to be holy we should live a life on this earth sinless life before god blameless life before men hello sinless and blameless living god demanded from every one of us it is only possible when we have the attitude of forgiving others how come it come i am a great sinner god has forgiven me if he has forgiven me i should forgive others there should not be any hatred or bitterness 
among us. If you believe, say amen to that. I feel some of you have something. <laughs> Fourthly, discouragement. If it is anything, as I said, today we will take authority in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and rebuke it. The releasing spirit will come and minister to you and set you free from all kinds of bondages. You are a person who was set free in the name of Jesus Christ and you are called to live for his glory. Thank you. Fourthly, discouragement. This obstacle is a real problem in more about our spiritual depressions. How do we say that? We must learn to overcome discouragements. We see many times in the Bible there was a battle with the discouragement. Often, the father said, be strong. Be courageous. Do not be discouraged. In John 14, 1, Jesus said, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. When you look at the Old Testament example, David is coming home from a great victory. And he sees smoke going heavenward. Great discouragement comes. The man spoke, yeah, stoning him. And the David learned a great lesson over there. What it is written in First Samuel chapter 30 verse 4. And even 6 we can read. Then David and the people who were with him lifted up their voices and wept. How much? Until they had no more power to weep. That much because he lost everything. That much depression. There is no strength to weep. That much. The same 30 verse 6 says. Now David was greatly distressed. For the people spoke of stoning him because of Saul. Of all the people were grieved. Every man for his sons and his daughters. But David, the last part, David strengthened himself in the Lord, his God. So he learned the encouraging himself, encouraged by himself. So encourage yourself. So it is possible. How? With the strength of God, with the word of God. He remembers how great is our God. If you remember all the time, all the situation of your life, definitely you will be encouraged. You will not be depressed or discouraged of anything of this world. Do you? How can it is possible? Huh? Do you think like that? No, you are not supposed to. If you are truly have faith in God, in his word, you will be always encouraged. God has called us as an encouragement to others. If we are discouraged, how can you encourage others? Why God put us together? Even coming to fellowship, you know what the Bible says, encourage one another. Encourage one another. 
so in your personal life learn to encourage one another you know you know if you are in a uh, uh, time of discouragement or depression encourage by god and do yourselves and that's what is let not your heart be troubled fifthly frustration that can be a stepping stone for a terrible stumbling block again frustration is neutral it is how we handle the frustration that kills us or grows us what is that frustration means to make ineffective to prevent a person from achieving a purpose discontent because one was unable to achieve a purpose or a desire frustration can come from you know where from our friends enemies others but the real battle with the frustrations come from within us yesra 4 5 says that is the experience of him yesra when he was trying to build the temple and he said <clears throat> and he hired counselors against them to frustrate their purposes all the days of Cyrus king of Persia even until the reign of Darius king of Persia so that means we must learn suffering is the gratitude graduate school for the cross that means whenever we go through this that suffering is a part of a christian living suffering should be a stepping stone for you to move forward if we ask me i give plenty of examples and when i was i am teaching the my mind of christ classes they knew when a, only one example very quickly i will tell you it is not today as i am preaching i am telling that i am for, coming forward all those things and i simply i say no in 1985 once i was about to go for my leave usually as i am working in the ministry of health uh, thursday friday is the holiday we have to collect our passport and ticket from the ministry on wednesday that day i was i have a lot of works on wednesday i am working in ruby the ministry is in alcoya i went on tuesday one day before to collect my passport and ticket i collected and came around 11 o'clock when i came to my office all of them are standing at those days there's no phone nothing no mobiles so all of them waiting outside the gate and asking what happened what happened what happened i said what happened i do not know and they said there is a call from the ministry they are telling that you have to go and return your passport and ticket immediately if you don't do it before 2 o'clock they will stop you from the airport the reason is different but you know at that time what i said that is good i went and collected one day before if i collected wednesday thursday i cannot travel it is good that i went on tuesday to collect it so if this is the sign that i'm i'm my going on thursday is sure so immediately i went back and returned my ticket and passport and came back that day believe me i am standing in the place where god stands i speak with the authority and the uh, of god this is the truth 
on that day evening i went to the prayer meeting i told them in the prayer meeting i said this is what it has happened today i return my passport and ticket tomorrow is the wednesday i am going to collect my passport since i collect, i i return today i am sure i am traveling on thursday do you have that kind of faith have you gone through that kind of experience i told them before what has happened when i say till 1 o'clock from 10 o'clock to 1 o'clock i there is a battle there are reasons for them to reject and hold me they said another 3 months another i said no i am going on thursday i should go god made it possible i collected my ticket and passport i traveled as i planned because i prayed this is the day it is not happen accidentally i planned for this day for years so i am going i did it god made it this is when the obstacles comes step on that should be a stepping stone to move forward another example the current one i will tell you very quickly about all of you you know about my visas and i got a uh, i got my retirement letter end of third week of july i did not venture to anybody except the pastoral team till our uh, i waited till our 30th anniversary complete after that it was in a process i had a visa till 31st of january and i have a contract according to the contract 31st of december but none of the things have shaken me anywhere because i am sure 31st night i have to preach i have to give the promise and 28th night i was uh, the vigil night was there and i have watch and i have to sh- i share the testimony what has happened in two days 31st was done and uh, ministry has expen- extended my stay or my contract they said uh, one year and uh, having my visa till 31st of january and they renewed a uh, uh, promise they will renew my contract but after january they rejected but before that 15th of january i they renewed my visa for two years till 15th of january 2019 but now as there are so many things going all around you know what are you people know more knowledge about what is the transit of visa changing the visa changing the company but i never had it because 33 years i did the same job as i joined till the last day i did the same job with the same department i have no problem i have no idea no knowledge no experience about changing company changing visa and all but they extended they extended one more month i got 31 till 31 january as per my contract as per my visa i worked but before that my visa was extended for another 2 years but changing the visa to as a pastor of the church in this nation it was not so easy but you know two days before i get in i got another visa stamped in my passport changed on 2nd of may to the 1st of may 2019 within 4 months two visa i got it for two years 
how come it is possible obstacles come discouragements come suffering comes have you ever seen that uh, i put my sad face in front of you and i worrying about like that never god has kept me as a t- testimony before you as an encouragement all of you whatever trouble comes let that be a stepping stone for you to move forward for the glory of god none of the things are possible with our own wisdom or knowledge all things are possible to those who believe in him if our trust is on humans or the world of the people of the world you will not if you have your trust in god god is the one who is the rewarder of your faith have a faith in god see the greater thing because our god is the great god always pastor was telling from the beginning till now god is going to surprise you surprise you this even last month and all he was telling i was skipping one after one and the, the days like that god has happened god did it anyway thank god for that let me move never forget yeah one more uh, there are four things i have to go quickly a great obstacle that hard to overcome is anemic in the word so when we do not have the uh, the verses mark 12:24 if we do not have see physically we take care of our anemic means you know we can pale we can the hemoglobin level goes level physically we take care of our so physical health our body in the same way spiritually if you are anemic if you do not read the word meditate the word in take your word for your spiritual growth that will become an hindrance for you the word of god comes to you you have to take your solid food you cannot be a baby still drinking milk as you are born again still you maintain same and uh, holding the same i am born again i am born again you cannot keep on drinking milk till this days so you have to learn to have a solid food so that you become strong in the lord and another one is often the we face obstacle is the unhealthy prayer life so that's what james 4 1 to 4 if you go through it the unhealthy prayer life we will not be praying see in the beginning or whenever we are in trouble we pray more half an hour to one hour but subsequently what happen we going lower and lower and the time there is no time for your proper time prayer is something not just to go and ask god prayer is something that is a fellowshipping with god god is expecting always you as we as his children go to him all the time how much you love to have your children along with you of course nowadays uh, you don't keep your children you meeting your children is become very difficult because of their studies most of uh, more than staying at home they are staying outside in the schools and the tuitions that is the different issue but our god desire to have his children fellowship with his children as more as possible so that is the time of your prayer quality time in our prayer life is most important and another obstacle is doing god's work with no joy see all of us are called to serve him how many of us serve god 
joyfully can i see your hands let me see joyfully serving the lord thank you god is the owner and rewarder of our faith we are not so god so ourselves we are not so to others or in the church we are serving the living god when we have that in mind definitely god is the rewarder of our work whatever we do it and the one thing we should know when we the sign of you serving god joyfully means keep everything perfect don't take it casual don't take it as optional because you are don't compel yourself don't do it only for you are called and you are registered you are a member and you are in the team no if it is so you better reluctantly if you are coming and doing just for the name sake better you step down do serve the lord with wholeheartedly lovingly joyfully if your joy will make others joyful your joy should make others joyful they should learn from you and join the ministry and serve the lord by seeing your service in the church you cannot go and go say oh this is become a headache what to do i have to go this day i have to go for this meeting i have to go for this if you do so it is not a joyful so serve the lord joyfully you have to overcome it never forget the obstacles of giving sowing and reaping principle that is another obstacle giving comes to us in giving to the lord giving joyfully or giving generously and it is like sowing and reaping some people we don't sow but we are ready to reap we expect more that is the attitude of some christians but that is an obstacle that blocks your blessings if you wanted to be a full pleasure blessed person that is the one of the thing you should consider giving unto the lord generously so that god blesses you there are much more to say but i have to close it as a concluding so let me put this question before you obstacles and problems are opportunities to grow and trust god are you growing or or you are you are are you overcoming that is the question and as a summary are you a conformer or a transformer life can become frustrating this obstacle can be a stumbling block or a stepping stone this is all up to you as a conclusion few words 1 john 2:14b open your bible 1 john 2:14b i have written to you young man there it is said about children the father the young man young man because you are strong and the word of god abides in you and you have overcome the wicked or the evil one so we should be strong and we should be abide in his word and we should be overcoming all the wicked 1 john 5 4 and 
1 John 5 4 and 5 For everyone born of God overcomes the world If anyone is not born again or do not know what is born again today how you can overcome the world overcome the conflicts so what is says here you should be born again everyone born of god overcomes the world and this is the victory that has overcome the world our faith how we overcome by faith who is he who overcomes the world only who believes that jesus christ is the son of god only who believes jesus christ is the son of god so dear children of god today the message for you is overcoming the obstacles in our life what are the obstacles one of the obstacle is fear or worry that has to be overcome by your perfect love secondly competitive spirit roman 12:16 be the same mind do not set your mind on i things hurt and bitterness is an uh, obstacle you can overcome is by your forgiveness frustration is an obstacle that should become your you need a counseling godly counseling to overcome so you, you may be um, anemic in the word of god and you need a hot food or a solid food you have to read and study the word of god more and more and you may be a unhealthy or a poor in your prayer you have to spend much time in prayer to overcome it and work good doing the job the serving god happily you have to joyfully is most important it may not be possible you have to overcome it by sharing and joyfully serving the lord and in giving and there are obstacles that has to be overcome in your joyful giving let us close our eyes and it's a time for us to come to the lord's table prepare yourselves in jesus mighty name we have prayed This afternoon, the Lord has spoken to us expressly about the obstacles, things that will not make us to live a triumphant Christian life. And I discover from scriptures that all it takes is the grace of God. It is not a coincidence that we are on the fifth day of the fifth month in this year. And five represents what? Grace. So I strongly believe as you come to the table this afternoon, I want you to believe this is the table of grace. Whatever you are trusting God for, for grace. Is it grace for you to have perfect love? Grace to be wise and not be competitive. Grace to forgive, forget, and let go. So that you will not be bitter. You will not have a heart of forgiveness.
says never to be discouraged no matter what is happening or not happening. Grace to be in charge in all situations, in all circumstances, and never to be frustrated because that is not the plan of God for your life. I want to trust God this afternoon for grace to pray and not to faint. Jesus meant all to what? To pray and not to faint. That grace was in Jesus. I want to see us to take this flesh and this blood, which is that of Jesus, that this bread and this wine represent, you are practically taking that grace from Jesus. Now, theologians have what they have said about the weakness that Paul had. That probably he had also was because he was having trials. That was his weakness. But my Bible says in the book of 2 Corinthians 12, 9, God said, Paul, I know whatever you are going through, but all I want you to know is what? My grace is sufficient for thee. My grace is sufficient for thee. So I want you to hold on unto God as we come to the table this afternoon. The Lord, all I need is your grace. All I need what? All I need is what? John 6, 53 to 35. Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except ye eat the flesh of the Son of Man, and drink his blood, ye have no life in you. Ye have no grace in you. Ye have no ability to live above sin. Ye have no ability to live a triumphant life except ye hear the flesh and the blood and drink the blood of the Son of God. This afternoon, please come with an expectant heart. It is not just a table, anyhow table. It's a special meal. And as you are coming, I want to approach the table with a thirst for the grace to run this race and not to crash land. Grace to run this race and to finish strong. And the Lord will release that grace unto you in the name of Jesus. 1 Corinthians 11, 23 to 32. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you. That the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he has given thanks, he break it and said, Take it. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye shew the Lord's death till it come. Verse 28. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat the, that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not designing the body, the lost body. For this cause, many are weak and sickly among you, and many are asleep. Now, two things I want to know before you come. I've said it before, and I'm going to say it again. For you to maximize the benefit of this table, two things that you do before and after. 
before you come, please examine yourself. How is your relationship with Christ? Are you born again? Are you ready to meet Christ if he comes today? That is your preparation. If you are not, there's no point to come and waste your time. It's going to be a curse if you are not born again and you are not living a holy life. And what's the second thing you need to do after you have taken the bread and the wine? Please go back to your seat and be praying for grace. Every area of your life you desire God to help you. Lord, I need your grace in this area. It's not time for you to be talking and be gisting and be looking at somebody. It's a time for you to what? Go back to your seat and pray. The ushers will be waiting on us this afternoon. They will direct us to the front. Please, as the director, let's make sure we do that. Those people that are qualified to come, you must be born again. You are water baptized by immersion. And you are free to partake of the table. Father, thank you for this table today. I declare this is the table of grace. All that is obtainable in you comes into this bread and this wine that represents your flesh and your blood. In the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.
myself away. I give myself away. Oh God, to you, Lord, I give myself away. So you Oh, 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 it's not my own. 
give ourselves one more time my life is not my own is not my own to you I belong I give myself I give myself to so here I am to thankfulness to our Lord let me just read for you two verses which was just read right now as a reminder first Corinthians chapter 11 verse 24 says this take eat this is my body which is broken for you do this in remembrance of me verse 25 this cup is the new covenant in my blood this do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Let's just take a moment to remember what the Lord has done. You're coming here to receive the body and the blood of the Lord. 
is not a ritual. It is not something that you do because your neighbor has done it. You are doing it. I did it in remembrance of the sacrifice. That sacrifice which Jesus Christ made. Church, let's just take a moment, talk to God, thank Him. Thank Him for that sacrifice. Because our future is assured because of a sacrifice that Jesus Christ did. If we are born again believers, we can say thank you Lord right now. Church, just talk to God. Just talk to Him. Father, we thank you, we praise you Lord Father. Father, truly from the bottom of our hearts Lord, we are thankful Lord Father. We are thankful, Lord, and we remember that pain that you went through, Lord Father. We remember the thorns that were put on your head, Lord Father. We remember the beatings that you took, Lord Father. We remember the nails that were thrust into your hands and your feet, Lord Father. We remember the vinegar that was thrust into your mouth, Lord Father. We remember that spear which was thrust in your side, Lord Father. And we remember, Lord Father, that in it and through it, as you hung on that cross, you took away our sin, Lord Father. What I could not do, Lord, what I was burdened under, Lord Father, you lifted it off me, Lord Father. Father, we thank you, Lord Father. We thank you, Lord, that today we can stand tall, we can stand straight without a burden on our back just because of what you have done. And Father God, we are grateful. We are truly grateful. Thank you, Father, for the day we have had. Thank you, Father, for your presence with us, Lord Father, ministering unto us, Lord Father, teaching us the principles of overcoming obstacles, Lord Father. And Father God, I pray, Lord, that none of us will yet continue to, to be where we are, Lord Father, just blaming obstacles, Lord Father. But Father God, we will turn to you, Lord Father. We will look into your word, Lord Father. And we will see how we should overcome these obstacles in our lives, Lord Father. Father, I thank you for every one of us here, Lord Father. Thank you, Lord, for bringing us here. Thanking us, Father, to be in fellowship, Lord Father. We commit ourselves into your hands. Most of all, Lord Father, we thank you, Lord, for every person you have used this day, Lord Father. And Father God, I pray, Lord, that you will continue to bless them. And you will anoint them, Lord Father, as they continue to serve you, Lord Father. We give all glory to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Church, let's share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with us all, now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Church, let's move outside. Let's fellowship outside. Don't go away without talking to somebody new.